Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm the fastest talker on this podcast because my name is David, and I am David, and that's true, and I've twitched in the speed racer mode. Oh, shit, oh, how do I get out of this? Oh, no, no. I have to turn. I'm falling off the cliff. <laughs> Bye. I'm, I'm, I'm struck with a sudden urge to buy micro-machines. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was the first thought of where I was going to go, but then I realized, oh, yeah, this is just kind of speed racer speed. Over uh, Christmas, I got to introduce my nephews to the fact that that was a real guy who could actually talk <laughs> like that, and it wasn't just, like, a thing that they did digitally. So I pulled up some Micro Machines commercials. They didn't have the technology to speed up voices like that back then. <laughs> I mean, they they kind of did, did. But it wouldn't have I don't know if they had the technology to do it without making them high pitched. Right. Yeah. I mean, unless they actually have been doing that this whole time, and John Machida actually just sounds like uh, James Earl Jones. Oh Ooh. man, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be a really good gimmick. But no, today we are watching the fastest bot alive. This is the thirteenth episode of season three of Transformers Rescue Bus. The fifty-eighth episode in total. Uh, first aired August 12th, 2017, and written by Eric Leewald and Julia Leewald. Two people took two people to write this episode. Yes, who, I, I am assuming this is his wife, uh, but they have been writing for cartoons forever, Ooh. which is kind of why this does feel like it could have been a script that had been lying around since the 80s. Yeah. yeah, I could I could agree with that vibe. So on this guy's resume, Challenge of the GoBots. <gasps> mm. Oh, man. Bionic 6. Ooh. Spiral Zone. Ooh. Oh, man. Spiral Zone has an amazing opening. Yeah. Uh, apparently he was one of the writers on Ultraman The Adventure Begins from 1987. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Oh, the ultra wait, ultra the event, wait. Which one's eventually? Oh, is that the animated? It looks like it's animated. Okay, yeah. Which was, I think, set in America. Maybe that's something else. Maybe we could do in the future. Uh, so yeah, um, Gummy Bears, Chip and Dale mm. Rescue Rangers, The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Darkwing Duck, that Beetlejuice mm. cartoon. Oh Duck. man. I like that Beetlejuice cartoon. Exo I like Squad. the concept of Beetlejuice more when they remove the whole like sexual predator part. Exo oh. uh, Squad also Exosquad. very good uh, reminder that the second season of Exo Squad magically appeared when Peacock needed to pad out their streaming set uh, <laughs> some, like catalog. So that's the thing that can be watched now. Uh, Skeleton Warriors. Uh, the Street Fighter animated series of that clip of M. Bison saying, <gasps> yes! 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 yes oh, is from. More Beast, <laughs> Beast Wars voice actors. Yes, that is, of course, uh, Richard Newman, a.k.a. Rhinox. Uh, the show that was watched, I believe, only by me, uh, Bureau of <laughs> Alien Detectors. That is true. Only you saw that. That's true. Wow. Because I didn't go to we we didn't go to church, so I was around on Sunday mornings when UPN ran cartoons. Oh, it was a Sunday cartoon. It was That's a why. Sunday cartoon because it wasn't good. I mean, I didn't go to church, <laughs> but I I wasn't watching cartoons on Sunday. 
I was watching cartoons on Sunday, I, I think, prior in. to that, but maybe not then. I was it, watching cartoons on Sunday and like, 93 to 96-ish. It was in a block. It was that. It was kind of like like somebody tried to make like an action cartoon out of the X-Files. Yeah. Yeah. And it was in a block with the kind of okay Incredible Hulk cartoon, which we previously did on our Patreon oh, uh, back when She-Hulk Attorney Law came out, oh. in which we watched the inappropriately sexual episode in the She-Hulk. Well, <laughs> yes, it's got She-Hulk in it, so... By our good friend, Bob Fort Worth. That's correct. Um, boy, he's written a couple, because he also worked on that uh, Avengers United We Stand cartoon that we did Ooh. back when WandaVision came out. Yeah. But, uh, also yeah, not great. 90s X-Men, Mummies Alive, Robocop, oh. Alpha Commando, where David Sobolov was Robocop, because, of course, Robocop Ooh. is bald. Hmm. Yes. Uh, but going all the way up to uh, whatever Robozuna is. Robozuna? I, I do not I know what, what that is. that is. It looks like it's a Netflix thing. Oh. oh. I do not currently have Netflix. Uh, an orphan boy and his homemade robot friend work to free their country from an evil empire and its legion of robots. Sure. That feels like five different series in that description. And it kind of looks like five different se- It looks like knockoff Iron Giant. It does look like a knockoff Iron Giant. Oh, that's Anyways, not a great yeah, This look. guy has been around forever. Hmm. And, yeah, I'm not... I'm gonna, just going to see. I assume Julia Lewald is his wife. I guess it could be his daughter or hmm. sister. Or mother. Probably oh, no, wife, it, it, it is indeed uh, his wife. And apparently they met while working on, like, Dis- like the Disney afternoon. <laughs> Aw, that's cute. Brought together by Darkwing Duck. That's right. And she's also written for a, um, again, co-written with him a zillion other cartoons. Hmm. Although uh, she's done some stuff on her own, like Goof Troop, G.I. Joe <laughs> Extreme. Oh, man. And, and speaking of shows that I watched, uh, that The Mask cartoon. Oh, oh no. I mean, if if you like Rob Paulson, have I got a show for you? I do, I do like Rob Paulson. It, he is the Rob Paulsoniest in it because Rob Paulson already kind of sounds like Jim Carrey. Yeah, but, well, yeah, but, he he had a whole like mini career just playing Jim Carrey in cartoons based on yes, Jim Carrey. Because one point there were three cartoons based on Jim Carrey movies, and he was in two of them. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't in all of them. He probably guessed it on the third. I think one was Canadian. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And that's two of them crossed over. Okay. But I, I, not the mask. I think it was the Ace Ventura cartoon hmm. and the Dumb and Dumber cartoon. Oh, I forgot uh-huh. about the Dumb and Dumber one. I never saw. I don't I think forget, I ever saw yeah, that. Yeah, I forgot there was a Dumb and Dumber cartoon. I, I was about to say, like, out of the three. Things based upon Jim Carrey movies. I think The Mask was the best one. I mean, I'm going to say yes. Big things I didn't watch energy. (laughs) I I I was a boy in that age. Well, young man. Yes, I saw all the Jim Carrey movies. Well, it kind of sounded like you were doing like a Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin uh, voice there for a sec. (laughs) Wesley, when I was a boy. 
Wesley there were three Jim Carrey cartoons. Three Jim Carrey <laughs> movies. Let's go. Go the Mets. Go Mets. And he's just he's just talking about the mass cartoon while he's like slamming a guy's head in a car door. Ah, <laughs> uh, Wesley. Oh, I guess with a sword. Wesley throw, isn't can... even there, but he just keeps saying Wesley. <sighs> I guess I can sort of do a Vincent D'Onofrio when my voice sounds like shit. Anyway, this episode, yes, which does not have anything to do with really any of this. Mm-mm. It should have uh, more to do with Challenge of the Gobots. Well, it does feel like a late '80s, early '90s cartoon episode plot. As like we it, said at the it, beginning, it, it, it's it's from the big box of uh, cartoon plots that always work. Yes, yeah. it's from the book, best-selling, self-published book. Yes. So, you know, Grimlock is, you know, his big problem is in this episode is that he is slow, which makes sense because everybody else in the show is a car and he is a dinosaur. Yeah. Okay, but also, once again, we have Sideswipe being an ableist jerk. Well, yes. Which he was previously, I believe, to Drift's mini-cons. Yes. So, Sideswipe, be better. But of course, what they're actually hurrying off to do is to participate in more fix its horrific combiner experiments. Ah! Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is it time for flu shots? And a sort of like Freddy Krueger, is it safe? Uh, <laughs> cutaway gag to the opening. Yeah, he's got some sort of horrifying medical implement. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's distressing. <laughs> to, to extract nanites of some. What was it? Some specific kind of nanite thing. Bioparticles, I think. Nanoparticles. 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 Some kind of nano. Well, but mm-hmm. the effect of taking it out of them it is like getting woozy after having blood taken, or at least for me, anyway. Yes. Like, I cannot get up for a couple minutes because of my blood pressure. <laughs> it does seem like, I don't know, this, this seems pretty unpleasant. Like, it, it feels yes. like it could be less unpleasant, maybe, if they tried mm. harder. Leaves you groggy and lightheaded. Like, what is he taking from people that does that? Good question. So, yeah, he's, he's got these samples, so now he wants two volunteers to combine. Hmm. <sighs> Which, uh, Bumblebee That's a had. big no from everybody. Yeah. Except Bumblebee decides, well, I guess I've got to do this. And of course, Strong Arm volunteers as well because she's a big kid. No, no, no. Or no, he, he volunteers, volunteers her. her. Yes. Yes. Which is a little awkward. Well, he figures of all of all of them, she's going to complain the least. Yes. Yes. She she's the one that will listen to orders. Or he could have just suggested Grimlock, but because he's still groggy. But then he has seen what happened to the Sideswipe Grimlock Fusion Monster. Yes. Yeah, nobody wants that to happen again. And so, come on, let's go. Let's merge. <laughs> and they well, do indeed merge. Like, li- little tiny bumblebee legs sticking out from underneath Grimlock would be funny. But no, instead they merge into a bumble arm. <laughs> it's sure. very basic Energon combiner. But even less so, they just they just swap the top of like 
strong arms model with the top of Bumblebee's character model. Yeah, he's just all, hey, check out my womanly legs. <laughs> yeah, they're not even, they're not bulked. Like, when the Stunicons combine, two guys combine, they get bigger and bulkier and change color. Right, I mean, it's clearly two guys. Yeah. Whereas this is like horrifying transporter accident. Yeah. <laughs> This, this There's is, this a is, lot of body horror in this season. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, unfor- what the original plan for this episode was that uh, Bumble Arm was going to was going to refuse to combine, and then uh, a special guest Autobot played by Kate Mulgrew was going to decide to uh, <laughs> have them separated forcibly. Oh no! <laughs> R.I.P. Two Vix. I thought they were just going to have to. B- build a teleporter and combine a third person to separate Bumble Arm, Brundle Arm. Uh, what what came through didn't live long. Yes. <laughs> but Which, uh, oh oh, I'm kind of surprised that this is getting as close as we can. Like there has been no like horror movie version of the G1 Ratchet and Megatron fusion thing. Mm. Like. Two two characters newly introduced just get stuck together, and it's like a horror episode. I Actually, like do how so people approach G one as like I don't know modern people and be like, oh, we're going to do an adult approach like no one has ever done before. And then you look back at actual G one and you get like <laughs> that thing that happened with Ratchet and Megatron. And it's yeah. like okay, buddy. Yeah, if you're going to do adult shit, do that. So <laughs> like, j- just repurpose some of the crazier bits of the comic and other G1 ephemera. Like, buddy, the G1 movie had cursing. <laughs> yes. Calm down. We saw a guy's eyeball, eyeballs melt. Hmm. Anyway, he totally can't... Uh, he could barely move in this form because I guess fix it legs like the the well, they didn't make any like nerve nerve connections. I I I'm not sure. If, I think strong arm just isn't moving because she can't see because she has no head. She's not sure what's going on. Yes, She's as just we have, like stand as we have determined previously, the ones who are not the head cannot actually see what's going on. Which is hella creepy. So she's like, what's well, what's going on? I'm just standing here. I guess it's a better choice than than other choices, which would be more into the body horror. Yes. Like, yeah. I can see through your eyes, and that is weird. <laughs> Where I can see yeah. out my butt, or whatever. Uh, I do not care for any of this. Mm. Uh, but then again, it's also weird, like, the Transformers, like, just see out of their eyes. Don't you have other sensor things, or other secondary cameras? Uh, yeah. Feels weird. Anyway. So yeah, so well they can't move. Grimlock can move too much. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's one of those that the the plot that always works. One of the characters gets superpowers for no reason. One this of the ex- least well adapted characters get superpowers. Yes. Yeah. But so like, so much like Barry Allen getting hit by a lightning, having a <laughs> lightning bolt hit a bunch of uh, lab chemicals. He is now the fastest bot alive. Yes. Well, Grim Wally Westlock has become a cyberpunk edge runner 
Although instead of getting a sand devastan stuck into him, he just had some blood taken, and that makes him faster because apparently the the thing Fex it was using wasn't calibrated for Dinobots because their blood particles are different enough that agitating them gives you super speed with yeah. no side effects. Yeah. The explanation well, no here is extremely hand wavy. the The explanation here is: listen, kids, he's got superpowers. Give me a break. We got twenty minutes. It is, like, the rest of the episode is fine, but the lack of, like, any idea, like, why this extra happened is very... Like, lightning bolt, all you need to do is throw in a lightning bolt when he's doing it. Voila, there's your answer. And then and then that's also an homage to The Flash. Yes. Uh, of course, you and of course you know The Flash, uh, star of this year's uh, most popular superhero movie and starring America's most beloved actor. <laughs> Michael Keaton? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ezra Miller. Did not see uh, it. Yeah, did, did, see did it. not see it. I, well, because, like, so much information about that was leaked ahead in that time, and a lot of it was like, really? No, I don't want to see that. I mean, okay, I'd like to see Michael Keaton again as Batman, but other than that, and, and I'm not a lesbian, so it's not like I'm going to be attracted to the Supergirl that much. Uh, I mean, okay, yeah, she's cute, <laughs> but Ezra Miller not being the they them representation we need in the world. Oh my god! I yes. I mean, listen, Michael <laughs> Keaton's in so many of those tra- is in so much of those trailers as opposed to the actual star of the movie. I think I may have seen all the Michael Keaton parts of the movie. Yeah, uh, that's possible. Yes, I think I have probably <laughs> just by you know watching a bunch of hockey games during that time. <laughs> Let's get dangerous and stuff. Or wait, no, that was DuckTales. Uh, no, it? that's uh, man. If that movie had Darkwing Duck in it, possibly better. Although uh, they couldn't Ooh. really do that with Disney. Well, no, you, you can't do that. They should have just. I guess I was gonna say they should have just done with that Flash movie what they did with the Batgirl movie, but they didn't have quite as much invested in that Batgirl movie. They didn't get no. like Michael Keaton. Then again, they got Michael yeah, Keaton I- for. Two no, they did, of get, they did have they Michael, did Keaton, get Michael as the Keaton for that Batgirl movie. Yes. Did they? Yes. He was going to be in it. Yes. Oh, man. Which is more annoying. It's like, I'd rather see the, the Batgirl movie. Admittedly, like, you just throw the Batgirl movie up on streaming because the Flash movie apparently cost them money to put in a theater. Well, uh, it was, I guess it was going to be like a Batman Beyond thing where he was going to be like, Barbara, get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> well, Speaking of Will Big Friedel. digression of a movie we're not going to see. Uh, yes. I mean, there's kind of not a lot going on in this episode. So. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I mean, my notes, well, my, my notes for most Robots in Disguise episodes are, are kind of slim. Because at this point, I've learned it's like how many notes I need to take about what jokes to make. Denny yeah, so. is dealing with with Grimlock having super speed hmm. is basically me dealing with all the foster cats. It's like just yeah, destroying he, my stuff. Stop he should have listened Grimlock. to his uncle who wanted him to run a sponge warehouse. Yeah. He should have just run a sponge warehouse and then he wouldn't have to worry about Grimlock breaking all of his Billy the Breakfast Beaver statues. And and then he'd be a uh, he'd be Spongeworthy. <laughs> Man, I love Denny though. I want to go to a convention again so I can cosplay as Denny. <laughs> I don't I mean, know if I'd gonna... do the fake beard or, or just let it be implied. Everyone might just think you were Magnum PI. That's possible. <laughs> Although if it was a Transformers convention, people might get it. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, yes. Well, yeah, it's like, what other convention are any of us going to go to? Yeah, so so there is, you know, there is indeed a Decepticon problem. There are a whole bunch of, of Decepticon signals coming from under Crown City. Mm. From the subway tunnels. Yes. Yeah, first it's like two, and then it's like seven, and then it's 19, and then more than 19. I I was expecting, like, someone to say, 20? <laughs> But, like, it felt like a joke set up without the punchline. Yeah, but unfortunately, Grimlock is going to have to stay behind because he is too dangerous uh, with his super speed. So I, he's just gonna st- I'm going to theorize that Fixit bought this sample, little sample taker thing off AliExpress. <laughs> Maybe Temu. Yeah, it worked four times, and the fifth time it just goes crazy. Like my sister buying a heat gun off of... Temo and oh, it no. like immediately catching fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen ads for things on Temu. It's like, oh, that'd be neat. Wait, I don't trust that, and that sounds way too cheap. <laughs> I love that it immediately caught fire. That was perfect. <laughs> so yeah, Grimlock is way too fast. Yeah, so he's going to stay behind, but luckily Russell is going to be there to keep him company by reading Kudum from a Captain Plasma Beam comic. Uh, well, yeah, which he's he... the hero who will take Plasma down to zero. Oh, well, he's going to fight his nemesis, <laughs> Dr. Nuisance, which is a fantastic supervillain name. That is pretty good. Yes. Dr. Nuisance. <laughs> Stakes don't feel well, super high. Like all of his crimes are just disturbing the peace. <laughs> yes. Well, well I, I was thinking maybe, maybe it's like the the Roman numer or Roman letter new new since he's, he's telling just, people that, but then he also just keeps uh, playing loud music uh, yeah, after eleven p.m. He's just like having loud porch parties. Yeah, he's like a pretentious mad scientist setting off fireworks in like oh, November. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, thankfully there weren't that many fireworks on 4th of July. Well, one of my neighbors was setting off stuff in the road. um. Lots of being (laughs) drunk in public. So yeah, the the subway has mysteriously been sealed up with a bunch of wrecked subway cars. Yeah, which which made me think, wait, do we have subway beavers? Beaver bots? (laughs) Beaver cars? Wow. That would actually work out really well considering, you know... Have we? We haven't had a beaver Decepticon yet, have we? No, we had skunks and other. Because that would be really. That would be really good for like a filch type scenario where they're just obsessively damming up things that need to not be dammed up. It it made perfect sense. And then you cast like an incredibly Canadian actor. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like you get Dave Thomas doing his uh, doing Mackenzie Brothers voice. Yes. Yes. Gonna write this fanfic. Or I don't know, maybe a couple kids in the hall. Yes. They're not doing anything right now. I do know that they had uh, that, not the last Ninja Turtles cartoon, but the CG one before it did have a bunch of dream invading beavers called the Dream Beavers. (laughs) Oh. Oh. And I believe the main one was voiced by Robert Englund. Oh, that's amazing. That one had some really good, like, casting. Like it also had like Jeffrey Combs. Casting. It did. Uh, he was the Rat King. It's good oh. when things have Jeffrey Combs. Oh, maybe we got to do an episode of that sometime. 
I, I wait. Did I even see that CG one? I don't think so. And speaking oh. of Rob Paulson, he is Donatello in it. Huh. Nice. Which now means he has been two Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Wait, is he the actor that's been the most Ninja Turtles? I mean, barring things where, like, like that 80s cartoon was done, like, super on the cheap. So there are definitely episodes where I think some guy's filling in. Yeah, but usually it's, like, for the Shredder and I think some of the other villains. I don't think any of the Ninja Turtles were replaced, but it's been oh, okay. so long I don't remember. Yes. I now, just remember I believe, some episodes where the Shredder sounds different. Now, I believe he's the only guy to have been two Ninja Turtles. Hmm. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, we're back at the, uh, back at the scrapyard. Grimlock has decided that, you know, he's not a Mary Sue. He's got to be shown mastering his powers before he can use them. Yes, it's important. He has to have a heroic arc. And, and Russell is very not interested in this happening, but he is doing it anyway and <laughs> destroying much of the scrapyard. Well, Russell's Poor like Denny. trying to keep the destruction down to the minimum and hope he runs out of super speed. But Danny is not so lucky. So many destroyed beavers. Uh, meanwhile, in the subways, the Autobots are experiencing death by monkey. Wow, it's Monkeys. like, holy, this is legit terrifying. It's not okay. I hate every ape I see, from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. Yeah, because they're, they're basic little monkeys. Are, wait, did and we have mini, uh, Monkey Minicon before? Well, these are base, these are clones, okay. as we find out later, clones of Axiom and Theorem, oh, who we okay. saw working for uh, Sinister Simeon Simicor. Okay, yeah, and it, it, it is, is still the same model, except... It is fairly obvious that these monkeys are not okay. Yeah, because their eyes some are dark, feral monkeys. Oh yeah, little creepy. Like, things. These are less like cyber turns. These are just like if you had somebody attacked by a bunch of actual like rabid monkeys. Yeah, yeah. It's like not quite. It, it's kind of zombie vibes. It's not okay. Mm. They're not also, bitey though. Thankfully. Also, again, having recently listen to the entire 16-some-hour podcast about Madeline Pryor, I take issue with their dismissal of clones as not being real people. <laughs> well, these... Yeah, they're... Clone these, murder is these okay. Are, these are sparkless husks, which I yes. suppose is I mean, is, these is definitely are not real people. These are, these are straight-up evil monkeys. Yes, yeah. these, these are, again, sparkless husks. Yeah, so, they are uh, basically zombies. Sideswipe can jump around and slash them with swords and explode, and it's fine. And they're not people. It's not. It, it's a level of uh, of robot on robot violence that this show does not usually engage in. Oh yeah, these these monkeys are getting dismembered left and right. They could have made them look more different though, like giving them a mono eye. They're scary. I don't like. Well, I guess them. the dead. Gray eyes. They're distressing. <laughs> they're not. They're not good. The only Plus way they can monkeys. make these creep. The only way they can make these creepier is if they had like little symbols to cr- to crash together. <laughs> <laughs> Just very slowly. I mean, monkeys in general are distressing. They're because they're like yeah. people, but they're not. Yeah. 
So they're they're already starting out as monkeys and then being soulless zombie clone monkeys. It's they're they're it's not good. Yeah. Oh, Science yeah, like, is right to dismember them. Yes, I mean previously the like the 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 monkeys that these were cloned from were actually like sentient minicons, and they just sounded like Niles Crane. Yes. <laughs> But instead, many, many monkeys. <laughs> so, so many monkeys. Back at the scrapyard, Grimlock is now super Grimlock. Mm. <laughs> he's made himself a costume. He's got a little mask to disguise his identity. I yeah. like his G that obviously came from, like, a diner sign. <laughs> yes. I, I am annoyed he doesn't have, like, have a good superhero name picked out. No. If you've got an OG man, Grim Man, mm. <laughs> Green Glider, Super Glider. Grim, The Green Flash. No, that's too close. <laughs> the Blur. No, wait, that's somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> also, I Denny criticizes Russell for enabling Grimlock with, by helping him with this costume, and yes. Russell says that he was hoping his speed would wear off. <laughs> They were done. <laughs> just kill some time. Hopefully, he'll lose interest. Nope, nope. He's still got the powers. Which is me whenever my nephew asked me to play checkers. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm I'm hoping you'll lose interest, or I'm just going to try to lose as fast as I possibly can. <laughs> As opposed to when my nephews try to get me to play Super Smash Brothers, where I just declare modern controllers to be far inferior to the GameCube. <laughs> and talk about how my I'm doing poorly because I literally haven't played since before they were born. <laughs> next time, next time I'm showing up with one of those uh, Nintendo Switch GameCube controllers. And then we'll see. <laughs> then we'll see who can play the best Fire Emblem Twink. Oh, uh, thankfully, he was his one of these sort of video game retro video games. He'd just be killing me over and over again in Goldeneye. <laughs> be nineteen ninety six all over again. Oh, harsh! No odd job. You know the rules. No odd job. Listen, they let me be odd job because I was so bad. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't help. Oh. Uh. Anyway, so indeed, uh, you know, they call for reinforcements, and Grimlock does indeed come in and creates like a tornado of horrible robot <laughs> monkey parts. Ugh. Yeah. So bad. So he, he then tries to, you know, find the source of it, and then it just crashes into a wall. They have to load him onto a rail car and push him, and he's very heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Like, shouldn't he just crush that rail car? Well, he's not super heavy. I mean, he's just as heavy as he always is. He's well, just yeah, normal he's, heavy. He's still a giant dinosaur made of metal. I mean, rail cars carry heavy things. He Sometimes does apologize. Made of metal. He does apologize for being so big and hard to push. Yes. Uh, it's not my fault I'm the biggest and the strongest. And then Strongarm notices something, and she goes off to investigate, and Sideswipe accuses her of just trying to get out of pushing. <laughs> I mean, that is something that he would do. Yes, yeah. that is absolutely something he would do, because his primary motivation in life is to get other people to do his work. 
But oh, oh, continuity time, because they have discovered the now abandoned lab of Vertebrake, who you will recall was the weird, like, snake guy who stole Sideswipe's head. That was so weird. That was so hey, weird. Call back to body horror. Yeah. But instead, uh, this lab has been repurposed as an evil cloning facility. It is so messed up. It's not okay. Nothing about any of this is okay. Yeah, and the, and the par- partially finished monkeys are upsetting. Yes. Because indeed the new master of this lab is Simacore. <gasps> dun dun dun. Oh yes, He's Grimlock's arch rival. He's like yes. if Perceptor was evil and also an orangutan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And weirdly enough... the right colors. The last time he showed up was in another episode where Grimlock got special abilities. Yes, it is weird that the superpower fights with those two. Like they they go to the Godzilla versus King Kong with superpowers. Like, can I just show up once when this guy is just a regular guy? Well, okay. Well, the first time was boosted intellect. This is boosted speed. Yes. So the next time will be the strength force or something? He's going to get, like, super senses like Daredevil? Maybe. Tap into some different superpower. Mind reading? Super hearing. Oh, no. You don't want Grimlock reading people's minds. Mm. Oh, no. Uh, so, so yeah, it turns out that he, although he was indeed captured at the end of his last episode and then much later loaded onto Optimus Prime's ship to be taken home. he got away. His stasis pod was defective. Yeah. It was faulty and I guess he got out in transit back to Cybertron in space on a spaceship and then... They also ordered that stasis pod from AliExpress. <laughs> yes. Well, they, they were they were jerry rigging a bunch of them because they kept getting more and more Decepticons to shove in tubes. So yeah, he electrifies all the other Autobots with his arc of electricity, and you know, so he explains that you know he's come back to get his revenge. <laughs> so you know, he's going after Grimlock, who of course he blames for his defeat last time. And then, indeed, Grim, you know, Grimlock's using his super speed, sort of trying to... You know, he hits him once, but he's still too apprehensive about using the super speed, so Civicor just kind of hucks him around like Donkey Kong. Yeah. Yeah. It slams him down There's head a big first. old fight. But then, once Simicor says that, you know, okay, you, you, know, you defeated me before, because you were my arch nemesis. And, you know, once he has an arch nemesis, he realizes he must really be a superhero. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you do when you're a superhero. That's something superheroes have. So, so he takes out Grimlock, or he takes out Civicor with the finger poke of doom. Yeah, the flick. <laughs> yes, which is always a super great thing. Speed sort of flick comes up like like a Superman level superhero is fighting somebody else who can withstand the hit and just flick. Such a great attack, and uh, you know let. He's knocked into his own electrical thing, and he is defeated. The other Autobots uh, get out, and, you know, we make a call to the humans to tell them to clean this up once we've taken out all the technology and presumably the dead robot monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's 
dozens and dozens of those little suckers. Where so hopefully many. they'll just bury them in a, in a pit or something. Hopefully. Just or burn melt, them. Melt them down. Yeah, it's for the best. Ooh, Grimlock can make art out of them. Ooh, he can. Because oh they're junk. Oh, that's a nightmarish. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. So they, they, they take him back to the scrapyard. His speed is starting to wear off. And, uh, you know. But just in case, Danny and Russell have a giant roll of bubble wrap. <laughs> yes, yes, they are prepared. They have a, like, five-foot roll of bubble wrap. I just, which just, just makes me think of, like, the Flash running across bubble wrap and, like, the noise of all that <laughs> bubble wrap being popped at once. Be like a thunderclap. <laughs> so, so, I mean, this is a solidly okay episode. It's very old school in its sensibilities. Yeah, I, I'm bothered by how he gets the superpower, but once we're into it, it's fine. We get creepy monkeys, a little bit of super speed. There, there's some stuff that's fun. I... I Simicor is not the most interesting of villains, although I did like the yeah. horrible monkeys. I, well, the first one was also more Godzilla versus Grimlock, including like a flying kick and stuff. Yes. Th- this could have had more references to monkey versus dinosaur. <laughs> monkey yes. versus robot. Except they're both robots. Mm. Yeah, it was fine. Monkey hate technology. <laughs> Robot hate the monkey. It was fine. They will fight eternally. Except the tiny monkey zombie clones were not fine. They were not okay. <laughs> not good. It's bad. It's just yeah. it's bad vibes. Listen, those those Autobots, they're just gonna need therapy after this. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is. <laughs> it's bad. Alright. So I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yeah. <clears throat> my voice is okay. Hmm. Ah, Boba. Stuck in throat. Mm, Boba. This week on 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Five, man! Fusion versus combination? Oh, question mark? What is the difference? Well, there's no actual question mark. It's just it feels like there should be a question mark. What is the difference? But there is a difference. Okay. We, we have a crab monster that spits floating soap bubbles, which, like, reverse gravity or something, because he, uh, along with Chevy, Chevalier, who was introduced as the new villain, semi-head villain, well, I guess he's at the same rank as Garia, the current head. Anyway, new bad guy has new monster that's a big crab spitting bubbles that lift the rangers into the air until... Another monster shows up that I guess Gari is sent out, and it's like an ant that spits acid. And it's attacking. Ant acid? It's attack attacks the Rangers, but then it also attacks the crab, and it melts like the arm of one one of the arms of the crab, and like it's a monster on monster fight, and the Rangers are like, uh, we'll just leave. You guys could deal with this on your own. Return back to the monster base or the bad guys base. And then Garia and Chevy are arguing about their monsters, picking fights with each other. And then they drag the crab monster. Well, the ant monster drags the crab monster into a science lab where they're doing crazy stuff. Science. Stuff the crab. They stuff the crab in a tube. Crab science. They stuff the ant in another tube, and we make a brundle fly. Ooh. As you do. Like, they fuse the two monsters together, although it's mostly a bilateral, like, Crab on one side, ant on the other, mushed in the middle, looking upsetting, because 
Now we have upgraded to fusion monsters who are twice as strong as other monsters because it's two monsters glued together. Mant, half man, half half ant, all terror. Well, well, it's a crab <laughs> and an ant, so it would be a can't. Well, crant. Well, yeah, because it's ant and Connie. Connie's Japanese for crab. They're they're still called an ant though. So can't or crant. Hmm. And an ants do uh, spit acid. Uh, yeah. It's a formic acid. Yeah, but when I first saw the design, I thought it was more of a centipede because it's got like extra arm, extra limbs oh, okay. on its shoulders. But it hmm. is apparently an ant because it calls itself an ant. It identifies as an ant, therefore it's an ant. Plus, when it spit the acid, it's like ant. But yes, it is ant. Anyway, uh. so the fused monster spits soap bubbles that are acidic, and it. I guess the bad guys know where the the ranger's base is, their magma base playset. And they send the crab there and it starts melting its way in and and melting a TARDIS-looking room full of computers. (laughs) And and they're just in the base and, and then the ranger's like, no, monster, get out. They kick the monster out, and then there's fighting, and then the mushroom Godzilla arrives with a bunch of other goons, and they're attacking the base, and the, the base, they're firing back, and all this nonsense to sell the playset. To sell toys. Yes. Good old the, to sell toys. And the, and the monsters are rampaging through the thing while... Wait, oh yeah, because they kick the crab out, but Billions and some other guys go into the base... The crab monster, crab ant, gets sucked up into the one of the robot Stay Puft Marshmallow things, so it's giant now, and it attacks the base. The base is fighting back. The rangers are out there fighting the giant monster. The red ranger goes back into the base to fight billions and some other people. And oh, and the 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 Godzilla mushroom monster accountant of the team, his he has a giant abacus because he's a merchant accountant, and. The abacus doubles as a machine gun. I, I don't remember that coming up before, but it's like he just turns it sideways and starts shooting. It's like, Does it okay. shoot like the little things up front, like the little abacus beads? I mean, that would be funny, but I think it was just, it, it, it was just like one shot. It was like, oh, it's a machine gun now. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but that would have been a nice touch. Uh, oh, we, we have the subtitle sell, telling us Billion smirks while he's fighting Red inside the base. And then Red pulls a lever and Billions falls through a trap door that they have in their base. Which was fun. It's like, that's usually a bad guy thing, having a trap door. Why do the good guys have a trap door? I mean, it came in handy, but it's weird. Because they're awesome. Anyway, so their their magma base is pulling an Autobot city with guns coming out and shooting the giant crab. Uh, until uh, Red pulls a switch and shouts, Gatai Max Cross, because it turns out, oh, th- this city full of guns that looks kind of like the legs of a giant robot is a giant robot. Autobot City is transforming. Oh, no. <laughs> Who would have expected this? But and but it's it's like the bottom bottom legs and the top half and, and a little jet fighter that becomes the head combines around their regular robot, well, their regular robot plus the star carrier that becomes the upgrade to the main robot and this around it clamshelling so it, it's a stacking tower of robots and the end result is basically grandest in that it's a big block that can move its arms up and down just giant box <laughs> just a giant big box cube. robot 
It's immobile and shooting lasers and missiles, and it defeats the giant crab. The end. The end. So it was kind of a fun idea introducing the new gimmick of how monsters combine, and they get their new final upgraded thing that, from the very beginning, you could tell, that looks like a pair of legs. (laughs) That's going to become a robot. (laughs) Eh, Maybe it's just some legs. But it's like, like the bad guys know where their base is. I don't... There were previous episodes where they were trying to find their base, and this time they they just drive there with a crab ant monster. <laughs> like, oh, we, yeah, we know where it is now, sure, because it, it's sitting in a field looking like a pair of legs. <laughs> it's but fine. I, that's not obvious at all. Yeah, it, this was a good episode. Not as fun as last episode introducing Chevalier with a, as a musical act. Like, he didn't sing this episode, which is a little disappointing. Hopefully he does that again at some point. Ah, and now my voice is tired. Oh, and and, and, and now it's time to plug things, including, like, our Discord and watching stuff in there where on Fridays I uh, show, show some tokusatsu stuff, which currently we're in the middle of Metalder and Kamen Rider V3. Saturdays is, like, Farscape we're watching. Sundays is anime, question mark, of some sort. <laughs> I think we're going to do more Gundam movies, maybe. An anime? Yes. You should do Gal Gygar. Well, the the problem with that is it's a long. (laughs) It is. The the Sentai we're doing on Fridays is like, well, first, it's like a shorter show that's like 20 or 30 episodes long, one, and then three episodes of a normal 50-episode-length show. But... Also doing that with anime on weekends and Gal Geiger might be a little much. I'll, I'll probably do random movies and shorter things. And I'm rambling along and let's get to the normal outro. <laughs> I'm going to order a pizza. Mm. All right. So that does it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with more Robots in Disguise. Until, until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And we have a Mastodon. And a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon help to set up to help us with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, every month we do a super fun special. Uh, sometimes it's whatever big movie has just hit streaming. Uh, sometimes it is some random thing. Sometimes it's an episode of an American-produced 90s Ultraman series with special guest star Jeffrey Combs, because we will watch anything with Jeffrey Combs in it, as it turns out. Cool. Uh, for July, we have not yet decided on what we're going to watch. Uh, we just watched something with Jeffrey Combs, so maybe something not with Jeffrey Combs, but (laughs) who knows? Maybe it will have more Jeffrey Combs. We've got some fun ideas. There may be surprise Matt Frewer, but we may be holding off on that. Uh, Yeah, lots of a lot of fun specials over on our Patreon. It is for as low as a dollar a month uh, because our expenses are not that expensive, and I like things to be accessible because I have been poor, and <laughs> I want people to be able to afford things. I don't know. You, you shouldn't have spoiled that we're covering the last season of Mork from Ork. <laughs> or Mork and Mindy. Oh, man. He was, he was oh, in that man. last season, right? Or am I, was I he? Was Matt Frewer? I, there was, like, the last season was very weird. 
and like they were on the run or some nonsense, or maybe it was like the last chunk of the episodes. I did. I, figure, I think wow. it was Matt Frewer. It was like another alien. This sounds amazing. He would have been like eighteen or something too. And Canadian. Yes, and Canadian. Uh, so yes, that is at patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. Or maybe it was a TV movie. Uh, now now, now I'm confused. Uh, now, this may be a fever dream I had. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta look that up. You got citation needed. Citation yeah. needed. Let's see. We've got to look this up. Oh, everybody's looking. Oh, up. no. <laughs> we got to look this up. Uh, no, he was not on Mork and Mindy. Okay. Now you have to figure out who it was you were thinking of. I, I could have sworn. Oh. Unless I'm thinking of a different show, but... Uh, I don't know. He, uh, Again, could be Fever Dream. <laughs> yeah, I don't know he's done a lot of, like... He had done a lot of sci-fi TV around that time. I mean, he was in Max Headroom, oh. and he he was oh, but there's oh, there is kind of a Mark and Mindy connection because he uh, that episode of Next Generation he guest starred on was supposed to be Robin Williams. Oh wow! Where he's the he where he's the time traveler. Hmm. That would have been fun. That's a, that's a pretty fun one. I mean, I'm sure it was fun with him, but. Yes, I mean there, there's a, there's a there's an amusing twist in that episode. Okay. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, that uh, that will do it for us for this. We'll be back next week as the uh, the meta plot rate, uh, rears its ugly head, and uh, and we've got a ticket to ride on railroad rage. <laughs> choo choo. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm a confused David. Oh, it's it's Joe Regal Budo. I, well, if you see his face, you might remember. He was on Murphy Brown. And if you squint, he kind of looks like Matt Frewer. <laughs> uh, yeah. What the fuck? There was a Mork and Mindy animated series?